Have you been listening to this podcast for many months now? Do you have gripes about what we have to say? Are you curious about how we feel about Brad Pitt after watching every single one of his movies? Please subscribe to our Instagram, Twitter, write us on Gmail, and let us know your thoughts. We will be hosting several events leading up to our final episode, which is two episodes from now, and we want to hear what you have to say. You can ask us questions on our Instagram about Brad's life, about our life, about how our lives could possibly intersect with Brad, about dreams that we've had about Brad, about dreams that you've had about us and Brad, whatever. Just ask us. We want to talk about it. Anyway, enjoy this episode. Hello, everybody, and welcome to This is the Pits, the podcast where we talk about armpits and pits in the ground. Knee pits. Knee pits. uh, Pits in apricots. We really just explore all sorts of pits. Um, And Brad Pitt. It's just about Brad Pitt. First and foremost. It's just about Brad Pitt. And today we're talking about the movie from 2016, Allied. Allied? Okay, here's... It's interesting. I was going to say, you say it allied. I say allied. Well, I think I just say it wrong. Because it's the allied <laughs> troops. <laughs> I And I always think like, oh yeah, we're allied, but I think I'm thinking of aligned. Like, our yes. views are aligned. That's 100%. But I think... Oh, That's correct. Anyway, and but I say it with such confidence that everyone's like, wait a minute, am I saying it wrong? And I'm like, yeah, I think everyone else is saying it wrong. <laughs> no, you say, I say it in the British, I say it in the French way. I lied. Okay. But you're definitely saying it wrong. There's no question about that. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, anyway. Um, Wait, do you say the allies of, when you talk about World War II, do you say the allies of France? Like the allies to America? No, you're right. You're right. I say allies. They're the allied troops, allied. right? Yeah. Oof. Glad we got that. I think it's because like if it wasn't for allies or like ally, like that word, if this word were, did not have any other meaning, it would just read allied, right? Like if it, if that, you know. I think the double L hardens that A, if you know what I'm saying. Yeah, allied. But you said allied. Anyway, anyway, anyway. <laughs> oh, God, okay. Oh, no, I'm losing it. <laughs> oh, we can't say it too many times. Anyway, okay. What was your, before you watched it, were you expecting to like this movie? Um, no, because we'd seen so many movies about Brad Pitt in World War II, and I was like, are you kidding? Like, what else do you have to prove? We get it. You didn't like Nazis, okay? What yeah, else do you have totally. to do? <laughs> Fun fact number one of this episode, this was his fifth World War II movie. I think fourth. Five. This was the fifth, what? because he did Inglorious Bastards, yeah. Curious Case of Benjamin Button, which isn't actually a... Yeah, um, yeah that one's a, a bit of a stretch. Then one called Beyond All See, Boundaries. See, this is why I think it's number four, because I saw that too, and I was like, Beyond All Boundaries, I think that he maybe was listed as a producer on that movie. Yeah, and I got my facts wrong. And then, of course, Fury. Of course, Fury. And it, yeah. yeah, so I think this technically is his fourth, but fifth if you count the fact that he did produced that other movie beyond all boundaries which i also have never heard of um Mm-mm, so that means it's bad yeah um quick side note speaking of world war ii movies i went to see jojo rabbit last night or the night before and let me tell you something fantastic film about world war ii really hitler specifically please run don't walk to go see Wait, it. is it um is it a documentary what, what i have never even heard of no it. oh my god it's by taika waititi oh i love him Michael, I'm telling you, this movie was made for you. You've got to go see oh, it. Oh, okay. Ooh. Oh, wow. It's like, it's a romp about Nazis. <laughs> okay. All right. Yeah. Well, I'm in. I'm sold. Um, let's talk. Should we talk about the year 2016 that this little number oh. was created in? I mean, is there anything significant at all that happened in 2016? Um, <laughs> well, as I was doing research about 2016, I forgot. And then it is just a reign of terror. Yeah. <laughs> the year 2016. Yeah. But there are a few fun ones. Obviously, the biggest thing is that Donald Trump was elected to president of the United States and Barack Obama left us. Barack. See, that's the that's the part about it that you sort of forget that Barack Obama yeah. left us. 
He was president then. It was his last year as president. But do you remember? This is the earliest in our memory, obviously, in this podcast. And it's like, do you remember Barack Obama was president? And then, like, the Bernie-Hillary race and then the Hillary-Trump race and then, the like, Russia and his tax returns and all this shit. That was the most disheartening thing is, like, all the shit we were talking about in 2016 is still, like, extremely relevant, if not more so. And it feels like it was so recent, but also, like, so long ago. Because it was... And for me, at least, an actual trauma. It was oh, like a true so traumatic experience. I didn't speak for two weeks. N- I was like, I remember when I found out that Bro- Donald Trump was president. Like, it was yesterday. <laughs> it was the way, like, I was talking to my parents over Thanksgiving about when um, JFK was assassinated. And they both got teary-eyed. And they were both like, I remember exactly where Nuh-uh. I was. <laughs> That's how I, yeah. It was like, a really, we were having this, like, lighthearted, fun um meal and then i brought it up and my dad was like both of them started crying oh my god that's so ridiculous that's it's so funny because people love yeah. jfk but i was just watching that movie the irishman um it just uh-huh. and it's good but like in it jfk gets assassinated and it made me think about how like there's all these significant events that like you sort of remember certain things in your life by like they're like landmark events like you remember mm. where you were during 9-11 you remember where you were yeah. when JFK was assassinated you remember when Trump was elected you remember all these things just because they like affected everyone at the same time yeah and yeah. the Trump election was totally one of those things I remember I right. was like at home with my roommates and like we all just like went to bed <laughs> like we all like got really sad and went to bed and like yeah. It just the whole night got so depressing. And then everyone was depressed. And there were all these people out at I remember we started the night at a bar and we all started out so jazzed that Hillary was gonna be president, we were oh gonna have God, a female yes. president. Then like an hour in the whole bar in San Francisco in the Richmond was just like stopped talking. It was like <laughs> yeah. all the merrymaking of the pool tables and the jukebox. It all just like went quiet and we went There's home. There's a comedian, his name is Ryan Hamilton, and he has a joke and he's like, you ever been to a party that halfway through turns into not a party? <laughs> that's exactly what <laughs> yeah. happened. It was wild. <laughs> that's exactly what happened. Um, but anyway, you can't think about 2016. I couldn't without doing that. So I'm going to do a brief little summary of the year just so we get a feel for Did anything for good happen that year? No. So, I mean, we had, um, we had okay. eight months, nine months of, of Obama that year, so. Sure, but it was a really t- tumultuous year. Um, full disclosure, I didn't have a million hours to research the year, so I just had a few sources. I will say, pop culture-wise, I have a few facts. One is, that was also the year that Star Wars The Force Awakens came out. Mm. Big deal. Um, and it became the highest grossing film in North America, beating Avatar, um, beating Avatar's lifetime gross of $760 million. Oh, no. It, yeah. After 20 days of release. Wow. So that's cool. Um, Uptown Funk was the hottest track on the on the radio. Okay. Along with Thinking Out Loud by Ed Sheeran. Uh, and you know what? I don't even know the song because I don't Who even want to know even? about Ed Sheeran. I'm thinking out loud. Mm-mm. It's grating. It's in every every time I go to the market, it's playing still. <laughs> um, and then here's another sad fact. Remember the uh, the flooding in Houston, yes. Texas? Horrifying. That happened that year. Oh, God. And the Obama administration accused the Russian government of hacking computer networks in the DNC. And it was just the start of the fucking slap in the face of the reality of the world in which we live. So Moving I on. have a couple things from 2016. First mm-hmm. of all, great, the great, 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 great. winner of best picture for the year 2015. I was going to, I was going to go. Oh, there you were. Too, okay. So. But you, no, well, you, you go, you go, so. you go. Um, no, no, I didn't. I didn't. I got sad. I'm thinking about Trump. <laughs> <laughs> but that year, um, spotlight won best picture, which I love that movie. Great movie. We talked about this in the I last we episode. Did, yeah. And mm-hmm. Leo won Best Actor. Finally, we can stop talking about for that. For the Revenant. Um, Brie yep. Larson won for Room, which I finally watched actually just this year. Super good movie. Um, what? I did like that movie, but I thought it was overrated. Uh, I think if I had watched it in 2016, I would have thought the same thing. But I watched it on a plane, which I think oh, is the best place baby. to watch that movie. Oh, baby. In a confined space? You yeah, be. perfect. <laughs> and then... Um, Let's see. Other things are Harambe the gorilla was killed. 
that year. Oh my God, Michael, I was gonna say, I miss that kind of meme. The Harambe meme was my fucking favorite. Yes. Um, I slotted it into every conversation. <laughs> the other one was uh, Pokemon Go took over the world for a little while. Great one. I have to say, I guess 2016 is actually co- colored by my extremely toxic relationship that I was in in 2016 that was like falling apart at the seams. Yeah. So like Pokemon Go, I totally engaged with. In fact, I would say I gorged on, I loved it that. so much. But when I think about Pokemon Go, I think about he who must not be named. And I say 2016 was the worst year of my life. I also anyway. remember that was a year that you and I were working together. And I remember <laughs> it was so funny because during this election cycle, anytime anyone would bring it up, I mean, everyone on our team was not, was like a Democrat hardcore against Trump. And anytime it got brought up, everyone would get enraged. Oh, because the cast was into it. Wasn't the cast into it? Oh my God. Yes. Okay. Yeah. It was, we were doing yeah. a competition <laughs> show. And so we had a bunch of like contestants and like some of the contestants were from like Florida, like Colorado and Texas and all these yeah. places where like, it's a little like, you're like, okay, like you're cool as a person, but like, let's just like, let's not talk about politics. Cause I don't want you to make me sad. And, but like all of us would oh talk about God, it. Oh my God. It was so tough. I just remember how enraged you would get. Um, I, I've, I've stopped because I can't be enraged like that all the time. It's bad for my health. Yeah. <laughs> If I like, but that just goes to show how apathetic we've all become. Because when it was all going down, I was just constantly full throttle all the way. Yes, constantly. And now I'm just like, I don't give one fuck, and I completely believe that he's. That's I was about. That's not. See, that's not. I'm working myself up. Here's another thing. 2016. Another thing from 2016. We lost an unbelievable amount of celebrity icons that year to death. Oh my god, you're right. That was the year that we lost like a weird amount of people. Um, David Bowie. Okay. Prince. In order, Alan Rickman, Gene Wilder, Muhammad oh Ali, Leonard Cohen, Alan Thicke, George Michael, Carrie Fisher, David <gasps> Bowie, and Prince. Holy fuck. But worst year in the history of my life. Yeah. <laughs> I was in an abusive relationship. All my favorite people were dying. Yes. Donald Trump was like a viable person. Yep. Um, Living in San Francisco. Uh, oh, oh my god. Anyway, oh my god. that's Wait. the year and that Beyonce released Lemonade. <laughs> yeah, and I love that. Lemonade. was so that was the highlight of my year. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Dream dream. Oh dream, my dream, god. Dream. Hold up. Anyway. And then <laughs> on this I'm looking at a couple different lists of like pop culture moments of 2016 and on this list, one of them on the E like Entertainment Weekly website, the number 1 is that Angelina Jolie and Brad Pitt File for divorce. Right. And this is what we need to... Before we talk about the movie, we need to talk about the elephant in the room that surrounded this whole movie, which was... Allow me to take this back to Mr. and Mrs. Smith, okay? Okay. Brad Pitt married to Jennifer Aniston, America's sweetheart. The year is 2001. We're going to... Let's do another full review of 2001. Uh, No, I'm just kidding. Yeah. (laughs) So he's married to Angelina or to um, Jennifer Aniston. Two thousand one, fucking nine eleven. Mark. No, well, it's not important going to, Everyone knows two thousand one. <laughs> I was just kidding. We don't need to go into. I know, it. I know, I know, I know. So two thousand one, Brad Pitt dating Jennifer Aniston. They like chain smoke together. They're both like really interested in photography, and they're America's sweethearts, and everybody loves them. He gets cast in a movie called Mr. and Mrs. Smith alongside Angelina Jolie. He leaves Jennifer Aniston for Angelina Jolie, and the world as we know it, has never been the same. Cut to 2016. He's dating Angelina Jolie. Still, they've been married for years. They have a thousand children. Mm -hmm. He gets cast in a movie alongside another beautiful, vivacious vixen, Marianne Cotillard, Oscar winner. And mysteriously, they break up. Now, all the press that I read about this movie was... (laughs) Did Angelina and Marianne Cotillard, sorry, did Brad Pitt and Marianne Cotillard have sex? And is that why he left Angelina? So much press. Well, I will tell you, Brad Pitt or Angelina Jolie hired a private eye who came. What source? What source? This is on um, entertainment. Although I don't entirely buy it. 
because I mean I want to buy it. Let's no. Just well, buy here's it. the here's what the private eye <laughs> said that Brad Pitt was cheating and that the offset vibe of the movie was full of drugs and Russian hookers and he's in the <gasps> he's in the throes of a mid a midlife crisis and Angelina doesn't <gasps> want to be part of it. I don't believe that. Oh, I think. Oh my God, I can't tell. I just can't tell if I want to believe that, honestly. I don't believe it. Like, unless they consider weed the drug and the Russian hooker, Marianne Cotillard, who is French, <laughs> then maybe I believe yeah. it. But, like, I don't believe that he was, like, in a full fledged spiral like that. He just doesn't seem like something Brad would do. I don't know. He's been giving a lot of interviews recently about how dark he went and how he's in rehab and how he had to go to rehab. And I wouldn't put it past him, although I'm sure that's blowing it out of proportion. Yeah. Okay. I will go with that, that he's putting it out of proportion, but maybe he did some, do, did do some weird shit. Uh, who knows? I mean, it's hard to say. Okay. So that's Angelina's perspective. So Angelina, there's three parties to this tale. Mm-hmm. Angelina says he's spinning out. He was having affairs, but not with her, right? Yes. Well, okay. Both Brad and Marianne say that they were not sleeping together, contrary to popular belief, but they do really like each other and blah, 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 blah. Now, what I did was I watched an interview with her and Matt Lauer in which she says she's pregnant. So I went and looked up her pictures of her children. And let me tell you, the one that she was pregnant with in 2016 could very well what? be Brad Pitt's child. Wait a minute. <laughs> I really do think so. I'm sending you the screenshot now. I really am going to tell to you the truth. <gasps> I mean, listen, he doesn't look exactly like Brad Pitt, but there is a world in Wait which it's till Brad he grows up. Well, what's her... I'm texting Oh, you. you're texting me. What does her husband look like, or boyfriend, or the father? Oh, very French. But like... But he almost looks like Brad Pitt. Oh my God, that kid. Damn. (laughs) Okay, well, that's a little bit incriminating. So I would like to add my own tale to this tale and say that he has eight children. (laughs) One of them is Marianne Cotillard's. And yes, they didn't end up together publicly like he and Angelina did, but they did bone around town. Wow. Okay, I mean... I think so. So the other thing is I was watching the interviews and like they definitely have like a jocular teasy sort of thing. And it's like, I feel like two straight people who tease each other are going to fuck. You know what I mean? Definitely. Like the way he teases her and she teases him. It's like, and like I say time and time again on this podcast, if two people are going to fuck, they will fuck. Oh, look. Oh. What is it? Our little... Oh, everybody, Chelsea's cat, um, bless her little heart. Her one-eyed cat, Shelby, has just lost a leg. <laughs> it was intentional. Like, they took it off of her because it had cancer on it. We amputated it. Um, yeah. Now I wear it around my neck. <laughs> did you save it? Oh, my God, please tell me you saved just the foot. I, I, I did ask the doctor, and he said, you are a full-on psychopath. No, he didn't. Did he really think that was weird? He was like, well, I don't know. It's toxic waste. He's like the most cut and dry guy. I was like crying about my poor little cat. And he was like, yeah, I mean, it's cancer. I mean, she's probably going to die. And I was like, okay. Oh, my God. Anyway. They have no bed. <laughs> she's fine. No bedside manner. Um, no bedside manner. So let's talk about this movie. Because I asked you earlier if you thought you were going to like it. Right. Before you watched it. And then after having watched it, did you like it? Yeah, I did like it. I thought it was a solid, entertaining movie. I was really expecting that twist. The twist, of course, being that um, she was the German spy. I wasn't really expecting that. I got news for you. I wasn't. I was not expecting it. I wasn't either. I was thinking it was going to be a boring love story like Beyond the Sea or By the Sea or whatever. And it really, right when I started getting bored, it got interesting. Again, it like re-got interesting. I have to say, I was really thinking this wasn't going to be a movie that I like, even though it's about World War II and I love anything World War II related. The first half, I was like, oh, my God, stop trying to be Casablanca. Stop trying to, like, force this love affair. Stop trying to have sex in a fucking sandstorm and be a movie, Robert Zemeckis, brought to you by the people who made Forrest Gump. But then... But then... I think I really did end up, like... I did end up really liking it. Well, yeah, I was just kind of casually... I thought they were great. I was watching it like I had to watch it for this podcast, as I Mm -hmm. have for some movies Mm -hmm, where I'm just mm -hmm. watching it like, okay, I'm paying attention, I'm paying attention, I'm paying attention. 
what's going on. Okay, blah, blah, blah. And then that twist happened, and I was like, and I'm in. I don't even – I now I yeah. want to watch this, and I want to see – I'm totally yeah. invested. So – let me ask you a question. Did you believe in their love? The uh, characters? From from the outset, yes. Um, honestly, not... Yeah, I guess I did. But not that much. Mm. No, I never I did. I bought it for the story, but I didn't... Um, I didn't, like, believe in it wholeheartedly or anything like that, you know? But, you know, I only say this... <laughs> Like bring it back to Angelina. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. When he and Angelina were together, I was just like, I fucking believe them. Yeah. Wait, should we give a quick... These two, I was just like... Oh, yeah. Quick synops. A quick synops, but you're totally right. Like in... Oh, my God. The sparks in Mr. and Mrs. Smith. I mean, that's what makes that movie good. It's it's an otherwise pretty standard, basic, boring movie. But those two in that movie make it fucking crazy good. And so, I mean, I sort of believe, yeah. I mean, and Marianne, uh, Marianne Cotillard, like, strongly denied that she and Brad Pitt had any sort of affair. Um, she denied it, like, yeah, all up and down the street. Yeah, because she was, like, supposed to be getting pregnant by her husband. Yeah. Um, so she, you know. But this brings me back to the Gaga Bradley situation. It's like, sometimes people deny it in public. But we all know they fucked. Humans are humans. Sometimes people fuck. If they didn't fuck, they made out at the very least. Well, they made out on camera. We saw that. Oh, but they enjoyed it. They enjoyed it. But the, the thing is, I didn't believe their love enough for to, for me to be like, wow, those two definitely fucked off camera. You know? I only believe it because of the rumors and because right. they're both beautiful and they're both like artists or whatever. But I didn't believe right. it because right. the chemistry on screen was so unbelievably good. Um, yeah, like where it's just undeniable. But we should maybe give a brief synopsis for people who haven't seen it um yeah it it, do you want to do you want to do it you do it okay so it's the end relative near the end i think it's 1942 um we're in morocco it's very casablanca it's like very much i think like almost a nod to casablanca the way they meet it's very he brad pitt is a, a wingman who's pretending to be French and she is a person who's like a British spy pretending to be an ally to the Germans in Morocco. We meet them. They don't know each other, but they have to pretend that they're husband and wife so that they can pull off this murder of some German Lieutenant guy. They do it. They do it successfully in the throes in the course of doing that they bone. And what was once a farce becomes a reality. She gets they get married. They move back to England together. They get married. They have a baby. They have one wonderful year of bliss and joy and love where they raise their baby and they like he works at the office and they knit and they eat cheese every day. And it's really lovely and beautiful until Brad Pitt gets called into the office on a random on a day he was supposed to have off. And the major boss says, your wife's a German spy and we're going to put a test on Mm -hmm. her. And the test is that... And I really liked the test. Me too. The test That's is cool. That's a fun test. It's, it's that he was going to go home, act like everything was fine, and then cool. in the next few days, they were going to call him and give him some intel that was fake intel, um, mm. and he was to write it down on a piece of paper and then um, deliver the message back to his people later. Um and if the message that he wrote down on his paper got back to the Germans and the U.S.'s, like, additional undercover German spy, uh, spies in the U- U.S. spies in Germany intercepted the message and they find out that the message, that the fake message got to the Germans, then they knew that she was a spy. That might have, been, that might have sounded really convoluted, but you get the idea. He had a fake they message a and trap. she was supposed to sell it, send it. They set a trap, and before they even got the intel straight, he found out of his own accord, because he loved her so much, he found out that she was a German spy, and he tries to escape. Meanwhile, remember, they have a one-year-old daughter. So he tries to escape. They go to the Navy base. He's an airman. He says, we're going to get into the airplane with our baby, you and me forever. We're going to always be together. I don't care if you're a German spy, because our love is real. And then she goes, okay, one sec, babe. Let me just go get... Let me just go get the baby from the car before we depart in the airplane. And you know what she does? 
kills herself. And she kills but, herself, right? In front of their face. Well, yeah, but okay. It's not like she was like, okay, yeah, can't wait to fly away with you, and then kills herself. She <laughs> goes back. I mean, fair enough, the but plane, that's how I saw it. No, the plane wasn't starting. The plane wasn't turning on, and then oh. it did. I guess I didn't really clock that. Really? Because the plane didn't. <laughs> the plane wasn't starting. She went back to the car. She was waiting inside because it was cold. It was raining, and um, and then and the, the guy, the, guy the, the American like general or whatever, tried to stop them, and he he drove his car under the plane's propeller so that the plane propeller broke. So the plane wouldn't start, and that's when she decided to kill herself, and she gets out of the car and does it. Um, I completely did not put two and two together on that one. <laughs> oh, yeah. It, I thought it, she went into the car because she was intending to kill herself the whole time, and then all that shit unfolded. But no. it actually makes way more sense that she tried to give it She saw that shot. She saw that she wasn't going to get away, and she didn't want to go be tortured, or she didn't want her daughter to see that her mom was a traitor or like a bad person or something like that. So she just offed herself right then and there. But she had previously written a letter. I think because she was like, look, if I, if we don't make it, then I want there to be this letter. But like, if they did make it, then she probably was just going to destroy the letter. That's, that's what I would have done. If I was a female German spy in world war two, trying to escape with my American spy lover. I mean, it's a great story, honestly. And, um, I just, okay, wait, let me finish the synopsis. So then she kills herself. When they had met in Morocco, he was saying that when the war is over, he's going to go get a farm in, like, South Dakota or something. And the movie ends in a very Robert Zemeckis, Forrest Gump style, Brad Pitt and his teenage daughter walking on the farm that they had talked about in the beginning. And it was, like, a very cinema, cinema. It was a very... Forrest Gumpian. Yeah, it was very Forrest Gumpian. I did love that part though, where so like the the overlap between like when he sent the fake message and they had to wait like a few days to see if like the message was going to go to the Germans or not. Like they had to wait till Monday or something like that. So he spent his whole weekend investigating to trying to find out if his wife was a spy, and he finds out that the that the lady that she is claiming to be played piano uh, for a yeah. bunch of American soldiers in a bar in 1941. She played one song in particular. And um, so he gets his wife, he picks her up, he takes her to a, a bar that is closed because it's the morning. And they go into this empty bar and he oh, sits and her down at the tensual. piano. It's tension. Mm-hmm. He sits her down at the piano mm-hmm. and he says, play this song. You played this song for a bar full of American soldiers in 1941. Play it for me right now. And she couldn't. And that's how he knew she was a spy. And it was so tense and it was so good. It was just really a really nice. I felt like that was good writing. Like it was you weren't I wasn't expecting. And for a moment, I was like, she's maybe she's not a spy. But then I was like, well, this movie, what would this movie be about her not being a spy? (laughs) Yeah. Just their love affair. Like everything happens like, oh, you know. that was close. Remember but I mean, she was a spy? S- That's wild. She was lying about who she was, but she wasn't about lying about who she loved. I don't know. I See, there's a part of me that wonders if she was lying about that. She wasn't. But she loved the she baby. She loved the baby for sure. But, like, she, remember at the beginning how, like, detailed she was and, like, how she knew she had every detail down? And it's almost ironic how... Because she the says, de- she's like the detail. Everyone I know who's dead is because they didn't follow up on a detail, and that was she didn't learn how to play piano. That was a detail. But also, she, he flashes back on it when she goes. The way I'm so good at faking emotions is that they're real emotions. So uh, it doesn't really matter one way or the other because that's how she's so convincing. Because if she really likes her German friends and she can act better, you see what I yes, say? Yes, I see. I see. Yeah, that does make sense. And oh God, see. I, I think the more we talk about it, I'm like, did I love this movie? I might have loved it. I was thinking about it, and here's the thing. A good romance spy twist Mm -hmm. is undeniably good just in its essence, and I do think that the writing in terms of, like, how the story unfolded was really good. Yeah. Me too. Um, Some of the, like, actual script was, like, 
kill me and vomit in my face. Yeah. Like, I don't understand why they needed to have sex in a sandstorm. In a that car. was the one that was where they started to lose me. I was like, oh, no, this movie's going to be so artsy and like cerebral and yeah. weird. But like, yeah, that was out of place. It was like, what are you trying to tell us? I mean, I would have liked it better if they had just like fucked right there on the sand. All of a sudden they're in a car and like they paid money for the CGI and like it just didn't make any sense at all. Was not necessary. But there's also all of these like fake Casablanca lines and like. Well, yeah, they wanted it to be. I mean, it's it's in the IMDb facts that this movie was modeled after Casablanca. Yeah, it's a nod to, obviously. I mean, the minute it opens, you're like, oh, World War II, Casablanca, people need to escape, here we are. Yeah. Um, but I was wondering if it was based on a true story. And actually, the guy who wrote it, um, what's his name? Brian Knight, I think? Something, something Knight. Um, something Knight Stephen said, Knight. Stephen Knight, when he was 21... So there isn't actually hard facts to back this up, but the writer claims that when he was 21, he was in Texas working as a dishwasher. Um, and he went out with an English girl whose aunt lived in Texas, and she got to talking about her brother, who had been a special operations executive in the Secret Service. And she told him this story. And so he always, like, as a writer, always knew he'd make it into be a film. Hmm. But, like, there's no actual factual backing to it. It's, it's just, just a good like a story. It's account. Yeah. That may or may not be a little bit true, but, like... I'm sure it's a little bit true. Someone fell, fell in love with the spy once. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, but that's great. What great fodder for a writer to, like... And then you get fucking Forrest Gump on the books and, and Brad Pitt and, hey, bada bing, bada boom. You got a, you got a fucking good movie. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, I liked it. I don't really have, there's not a really, I don't really have a strong take. Um, how did we feel about Brad Pitt's Maybe we should just move on to ratings and all that stuff. And we can really dive into how we feel about Brad Pitt's performance in this. Yeah, we'll get there. Let's go in order though. So what was the budge? Well, and what's the story behind getting it made? It's not a very interesting story. I mean, it's Robert Zemeckis. (laughs) He was just, so that's the thing. He was like, look, I have this this movie. movie. And um, yeah. Brad Pitt is going to be in it, and um, it's about World War II, and it's going to be really cool. And all the studios, yeah. Paramount and New Regency, are like, cool. Great. Yeah. We got an Oscar-winning lead, and we've got Brad Pitt, and we have Robert Zemeckis, and we have World War II. It's like... It's... Here's the, here's the thing. It's a... It's, and it's a good movie. It's really weird. It's, mm-hmm. it's the, the recipe for a good movie, and the movie is good. But it was not commercially successful. In fact, it was a commercial bomb. It. So when did it? What month did it come November out? November 23rd. Everyone was devastated. <laughs> Dude, poor any movie that came out at that That's time. What it, it was like, why would we go see a World War II movie in the shithole of 2016? It was. No one was in the mood for love, for romance. It was not oh, that God, time. no. I promptly broke up with my boyfriend. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, this is when... Yeah. I didn't want to see it. It was... Um... I also... I think also... I hate to keep bringing it back to Brad and Angelina, but I do feel like I didn't want to see him acting one-on-one with another woman after just announcing that he was divorcing Well, Angelina. it totally know... dominated the news cycle, Brad Pitt's yeah. news cycle, when... Yeah. Before the movie had even come out. Yeah. And I have to say, like, we're forgetting now because Brad Pitt has taken himself so much out of the public eye. But at that point, he was still Brad and Angelina. Yeah. He was still, like, even two years ago, three years ago, like, he was still in the world. And I think I just didn't want to... I don't know. I didn't want to see him fuck going and fucking another Exactly chick. right. Everyone was like... It's not wholesome. I don't see... Brad, like, yo, we're going to go see the new movie with Brad Pitt and his floozy, that, that little, yeah. like, French slut, <laughs> you know, like, yeah. Jesus. And we'll get to this in ratings. I thought it was a good movie, and it had all the pieces to be a good movie, and but, like, it wasn't an amazing movie. Yeah, I, I agree. I think it, it was, was a grower, a good... but not a shower. <laughs> It was <laughs> it was a good movie though. It was like a solid good movie. Yeah. I think it Legit. probably would have done a little bit better if the it had been released without so much drama surrounding it and 
in not a horrible time. Um, totally. But not that much better. Like it, it probably would have made more money. It would have made his money back, but it would not have gone down in the sands of time as an all-time great movie. I think it's a good movie. Yeah. Just like that movie. Um, uh, Bridge of Spies. Right. Oh, yeah. That movie was another one where... It, By the young Scott. Not Ridley, but the other Scott. No, that wasn't Tony Scott. Yeah, it was. Tony Scott died. Yeah, that was his last movie before he jumped off a bridge. What? Correct me if I'm wrong. I think you're wrong. I think he died in like 2001 or something. Oh, Bridge of Spies isn't the movie with Brad Pitt in it. No. Oh, then never Bridge mind. Bridge of Spies is a movie with Tom one. Hanks from... He died in 2012. Oh, I don't... I ain't never seen it. I have no idea what you're talking about. Forgive me. It's, well, it's a Tom Hanks movie from 2015, and it was, like, nominated for Best Picture, and he, Tom Hanks was nominated for Best Actor. It was, like, an Oscar-nominated movie about the Cold War, and it was good, but, like, so forgettable, and it, I, it just, like, eh. And that's how I feel about Allied. 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 <laughs> Why can't I say it? What's wrong with Wait, me? Wait, so how much... <laughs> How much did it cost to $85 make? $85 million is what they spent making this movie. Jesus. That seems Looks unnecessary, like, to be well, honest. Well, it sounds like Brad got his full rate. <laughs> yeah. And, and like they paid a CGI sand, sandstorm and was yeah. fucking... And Jesus, who knows? I mean, with such big names and like in other countries, it, it's just expensive. Yeah. They shot... Yeah. Um, Where did they shoot it? Do you know? Uh, yes. They shot it near Morocco, but not in Morocco, correct? No, they shot in London, um, and they shot in the Canary Islands, um, mm. but they didn't really shoot in Morocco. Um, oh, okay. and Lizzie Kaplan was in this movie. I fucking love Lizzie Kaplan. I do, too. She was a les. She was a les. Oh, my God, and so lesbian. They had to make her the most lesbian les of all time. She's a real-life les, isn't no. she? She's got a real les vibe. No, she's not. She's oh. straight. Oh, she's a lesbian. No, she's not. I I actually know her weirdly, and she's not. She's straight. No, she fucks girls. She may have. I don't know that for sure. I don't know her entire life, um, but she does have a real like pussy licking face. <laughs> <laughs> the vibe of someone who would be a carpet enthusiast. Um, yeah, exactly. Anyway. Anyway, so, so how much did it, it make? <laughs> that was a gross thing that I just said. Um, <laughs> I loved it. She okay. This movie made forty million dollars domestically total. It only made twelve million dollars its opening weekend. Not great. <sighs> well, tough weekend. Tough weekend. Tough weekend. Tough crowd. Tough crowd. Domestically, it made forty million dollars. Internationally, it made eighty million dollars. Worldwide, it made one hundred nineteen point five million dollars. So it, it made its money back. I and it sounds so stupid to say like. You know, a, a $30 million profit is not big, but... Not with Brad Pitt. That's not stupid at all to say. It's Yeah, they could do so much better. And honestly, there's a lot of costs associated that probably aren't even counted in this. At least a few million, probably, that are not counted for in their the budget. So, yeah, um, you know, it was... I'd like to pause really quickly and just discuss my cat's loss of limb really quick. Oh, okay. Back to... Okay, yeah. I'm in. Because I'll show you, she used to never hang out with me. She was not cuddly unless it was the winter's months. Now, since she's lost her leg, she would never leave my side. Do you see her? I see her in her little look. cone. She can't even look at you. Look how she perching. She just loves hanging out all the time. She cuddles so intensely, but the thing is she drags her cone all over the floor, so she's been keeping me up for two weeks, and she lost her leg, Aww. and I'm like in the busiest work season, and but I can't not cuddle her. Let's also keep in mind that your cat only has one eye as well. Yeah. <laughs> we've been, we've taken, since she lost her leg, we've started calling her Lieutenant Dan, because <laughs> she really likes her nub so much, and she flexes her nub, like she stretches her back leg, and her nub is pronounced, and... I say she's <laughs> Lieutenant Dan. So now she's used to be Shelby from accounting, but now she's Shelby Lieutenant Dan from accounting Greenwood. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. Oh, anyway. Okay. So it didn't do so good. No. So in the, theater. It, it, the theater did not do well. It, the odds were stacked against it, which is funny to yeah. say that about a movie with Brad Pitt, but like, that's just the truth. It, it, you know, it, the world it, it showed up in wasn't a good place. The world wasn't ready. I have to say though, like, the reviews were pretty good. I, they were pretty much aligned with us 
they were all boring. Nobody tore it apart. Like, um, IMDb gave it a 7.1. Rotten Tomatoes gave it a 60. But there weren't any, like, harsh, like, harsh um, criticisms. It was mostly just, like, this is a little bit overwritten or, like, I didn't want to watch him and her get together. The EW gave it a B plus. It's like, it's, the world had the same sentiment. The, those who watched it had the same sentiment that we had, which was like, it was a good movie. Yeah, it, and it is. And, 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 it, and it stops there. Like, not every movie needs to be amazing or shitty. We can just have good movies sometimes. This movie is good, and I would definitely, okay, well, let me ask you this. Would you watch hmm. it again? Maybe in a maybe in like five years, <laughs> not anytime soon. But I will say, like I watched it. Um, my cat had just gotten her leg amputated, and I couldn't leave her side. Mm-hmm. And my boyfriend was out of town. And I had a bottle of wine, and it was like it just scratched the itch of like, I'm gonna watch a movie. It's gonna be entertaining. It's gonna have love, romance, war. It's gonna be. It's gonna check all the boxes for a night alone with a bottle of wine. You know what I mean? Yes. And I fucking and I do genuinely live for that shit. It's hard to come across a movie that you can watch alone with a bottle of wine and not feel like a piece of shit. You know what I mean? Yes. And you know what? Other movie scratches that exact itch and it contains all of those things that you just named. Legends mm. of the Fall. <gasps> Don't make me sing. And I will... To this day, Michael, we are two movies from the end. Wait, what are the two movies? What last... two movies do we have left? Wait, is this the last mo- This is our last no, movie. No, we have one more for sure. Well, I was th- including Thelma and Louise. Oh, yeah, because we have to redo Thelma and Louise. Oh, I forgot about that. Oh, I'm yeah. excited. What's our next movie? It's. We can... I'll cut this out and we'll do it later, but I'm curious. No, leave it in. Let them watch. <laughs> it's the next movie is at oh war yeah. machine it's war machine another fucking war movie oh. <laughs> but i knew we had one I more mean, it's war machine we picked the right podcast for me because i will fucking love war we've been watching world war ii in color on netflix watching wait what it's great World War II in color. Oh, it's all I the World War II footage in color. No, yes, you can. No, because it's not about the war in general. It's about specific battles. Okay, I, oh, like that, don't like even that was get me started me. I, <laughs> on the Battle of Stalingrad. People were eating fucking sawdust. Russia fucking fucking shit up. I'm telling you, just watch World War II in color. It's surprisingly entertaining. Normally, did you watch um, They Shall Not Grow Old? No. You know what? Write that one down. I think you I think you would like that. <laughs> I was like torn because I wanted to like Is it, it about Jews? It's about World War One and it was colorized. Oh. And oh. so it's like World War One in full color and like they painstakingly Ooh. painted each That's frame. That's amazing. And it's just like all these this like really good sixteen millimeter footage of just World War One and it's just I couldn't watch yeah. it because it's so sad. Just all these people, like, just in World War... I mean, it was miserable. Um, yeah, see, with this one, World War II in color, is, like, it feels like watching a movie because the drama of World War II itself and, like, the battle specifically, like, the strategy behind it is so, so entertaining. Yeah. It's not just, like, watching people... There's nothing about the camps or anything like that. And I also don't know enough about World War One. I. I should probably get more engaged. I just you'll, spend all my time. You'll go through a phase. I, I sense for you a phase where you yeah. buy like 3,000-page books about World War One. Oh, big time. And you'll suddenly know all these facts about, you know, One, 100%. just planes. I just haven't gotten to that war yet. I just went through it with Vietnam. But... Going back to World War II, fun anecdote since the last time we podcasted, it was my birthday. And for my birthday dinner, I had a World War II enemies dinner, which was German, <laughs> Japanese, and Italian. <laughs> that is such a fun which is my, theme. It, my three favorite foods are the German enemies. Anyway, that's what how obsessed I am with World War II. Russians. No, the Russians were, they weren't allies, but they were good guys. They liberated I know. I know about World War they, II. But I'm talking about, like, the people who were in cahoots. I'm talking about fucking Hitler and Mussolini and what's-his-fuck from Russia. I mean, from uh, 
Japan. Right. Yeah. I definitely didn't think Russia was a bad guy um, until right now. Russia became a bad guy. There was anyway, we're very far off. That's okay. That's okay. Everyone needs to know World War II history because clearly I don't. Um, I love World War II history. Look into the Iron Curtain. Look into Russia's role. It's very interesting. Anyway. Okay. All right. So now tell me about, so it's, it's ratings were basically what we said, where everyone's just like, yeah. good movie, you know, nothing yeah. to call home about, but it's good. Totally. Um, so why don't we give our ratings now? We have uh, Brad's performance. Yeah. Let's go into that. Okay. Let's start with there. So first of all, he was 52 when this movie was made mm-hmm. and... I thought he looked so old the whole time. I feel like he's gotten work done since this movie was made. For sure. Well, or maybe his divorce and his like prostituting ways were affecting the way he looked. But the minute that my first and only note that I took was Brad Pitt looks really old and I don't like it. Yeah. He looks sinewy. He, I don't know. He looks. He looks like Brad to me. He he doesn't look super old. He just looks normal. I I wait. Why are we talking about his looks? Talk about his performance. Oh, sorry. We're talking about his performance. Well, all right. We're on looks. Let's go with looks. I think he looks normal. I think he looks attractive, but I don't think he looks spectacular in either direction. Like I'm just gonna give him like a seven because I think he looks good, but not you know, it's the same as the movie. Good, but you know, nothing no. extraordinary. But you disagree. Well. He had his moments, but I really was like, for some reason, so I think it might have been the swarm of um, philandering and gossip that surrounded this movie, but I sort of was not into him at all. Maybe he looked like he he looked weird because he was in the middle of a divorce and he was partying super hard. Maybe he did look worse because his life that he was living was worse because now he looks amazing and we all think that he's doing great. I mean, this was only three years ago, but like he looks so much better now than he did in this. Think about it. I mean, talk about trauma. There's, we talked earlier about how Trump was traumatic, but also think about like the trauma of a divorce with seven kids. It's like, Right, and he's still dealing with it. But imagine, like, what he was going through when that was happening. It wasn't yeah. like even It'd if he hard. was having an affair with her. I don't know. I feel like I know him so well, and I could see into his soul. And he was so upset that he was looking unattractive to me. And so I'm gonna give him like a five point nine, five point eight, oh. five point nine, because there were moments in his army uniform where I said, "Wow, you know, come on mm-hmm. my tits." Well, he does look good in the uniform. He always yeah. looks good in the uniform. Yeah. Not okay, a sexy so sex scene, though. Not a sexy sex scene. No, just just very handsome. Yeah. Um, his performance, you go. You go first. What, what are your thoughts? Well, obviously, there's the accent thing, which we talk about time and time again. Which, when he's speaking French, I am not believing it at all. And it's supposed to come off as, a, like, legit. Yeah. I mean, I was proud of it, though. I didn't think it was legit, but, well, I did, I don't know. I guess because I know Brad so well, I just think, like, I'm just like, oh, he's doing a really good job faking speaking French. Yeah. Um, By the way, Marion Cotillard was was his tutor. But, no, all of their, like, interviews were how she consistently and always made fun of how bad his French was, even when he did the best he could do. Yes. She, so it was I mean, part of the fodder. I felt, like, I felt like I could have made fun of how bad his French yeah, was. Yeah, but I don't like that because he was convincing French. enough till the Germans believed who he was. In the movie? Yeah, but I didn't buy oh, it. Oh, well, I guess the Germans would. But like, what? Like, would a real German or a real French speaker believe that he's from Well, France? and also he was supposed to be from Canada. And I got news for you. He ain't got no Canadian vibes. He's fucking Missouri through Nothing and through. Nothing Canadian about that you man. You know? That man is... He'll never be red, able. He bleeds red, white, he and blue. He is fucking Missouri to the, to the bone. He is as American as they come. And I love that yeah, about Yeah, I mean, that's why he's my husband. Because yeah. I also love America. Anyway... Um, in terms of his performance, <laughs> honestly, standard Brad, like same as the movie. It was good. It yeah. was fine. 
considering he was going through so much in his life, we I guess I could give him some accolades for like, you know, not belying that. So I'll give him a seven, six, six point five. Nothing to write home about. Honestly, he's done better. He's done worse. Yeah, I'm going to give him a seven because I thought it was good. It was good enough to carry the movie. He was a good lead role. He um, the part where he was kind of like going crazy, discovering his wife was a spy. I thought that he did a pretty good job doing that. When he started free, you know what? Good point. I'm going to bump him up to a 7.2. Because when he was losing his shit, I truly believed him and I was on his fucking side. Yeah, same. Okay, so I'm sticking with my 7. Movie overall, there's not much else to say about it. I'm going to give it a 7. It's the same deal. 7's across the board for me. Um, I'm going to say 7.3. Because I was surprised that I liked it. Mm-hmm. But Oh, yeah. I'm going to give 7.5 because the twist actually yeah, got me. Yeah, we were so. surprised. So that's worth something. But also there was so much convoluted bullshit about the party and then a plane landed in their backyard and they were fucking in a sandstorm. Yeah. And I was just like, you guys, the movie's bones are so good. We don't need to like fucking Hollywood the shit out of it. Um, yeah. I wonder how much more effective had it would have been how much better it could have been if that story was just stripped back a little bit, you know, like right. with the it, dressmaker. It was very long. It was very long for such an, an okay hour. movie. A hundred percent. That's what I mean. It's like, I kind of like have the ins- instinct or like inspiration to say, maybe we remake this movie as an indie <laughs> with that storyline, you know, same actors. Oh, Brad can play like a grandfather. He can play the general. He can play the we're general. We're getting so close to the end. I mean, we're at the end, and he's never met us yet. I know. But you know what? Everybody, we may have a surprise in store for you for our last episode. So keep tuning Don't in. You say, I'm coming to L.A. this weekend, and I'm <laughs> going to literally stalk him. I just am getting star maps, and I'm just... I'm supposed to do a lot of the I know where his house is. I told you I went to his house, right? No. Excuse me. Yeah, I, I, I rode over to his house to just check it out, and it's heavily gated. Well, I should. Um, and there's a lot I of I should really hope it. so. So you can't see the house itself, but I did go right by the driveway. How do you know it was his house? Because it's his address. How do you know it's his address? I don't know. You just look it up. No. It's like, it's like, it's like Brad Pitt's Los Feliz Mansion. And like oh, everywhere it's on the Los internet, Feliz it's easy to find. Because it's like near his pottery studio. His pottery yeah. studio was next to my therapist when I lived there. And I always would wait outside and say, is he coming? But I also didn't care about him at all. That was two years ago. At the Legitimately time. never cared about Brad Pitt for one second. <laughs> and then we yeah. started this podcast and now I'm a super fan. Full blown obsessed. It's, full <laughs> it's a shocking thing how that happened. I can't wait to talk about it in our recaps. Okay. Anyway, so that's it. next week we are talking about War Machine, um, movie from 2017, and then we're gonna do a retrospective Thelma and Louise because that is the last episode that nobody can find because it was on SoundCloud and then it got taken down. So and it'll be a, it'll be a Thelma and Louise meets highlights and lowlights. Favorites and unfavorites. And Brad Pitt's going to be our guest, so tune in. So tune in. <laughs> Brad Pitt will be here in person. I'm saying it now so that And I'm happens. not going to talk at all. I'm just going to cry and smell him. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just going to be obsessively cry and smell him. Yeah, we're going to have to have a conversation about that <laughs> so beforehand. Tune in to me weeping. We'll just see how it goes. Okay, thanks everybody. Bye. Bye.